It is a very good afternoon. It is the Niall Boylan podcast with you for the next half an hour or so. Maybe an hour. Depends on what you want to do. You can call in at any stage, by the way, the number as usual. 85 100 55 There's the number on the screen. That's 85 100 55 Now, over the last couple of years or so, there's been numerous politicians have demanded that we decriminalise all drugs. Ayanna Raiden from the Labour Party, for example, who has brought in the injection sensors more recently. We've had many different politicians from different parties saying the only way we can do this is by decriminalising because they believe we've lost the war on drugs. And apart from anything else, they believe there should be a health-based approach to drug criminalisation. And they have cited Portugal and many other countries. Now, let's be clear about Portugal, by the way, because it's used on a regular basis. They say that crime has gone down, or drug-related crime has gone down in Portugal. But if you actually drill into the figures, that's not really the case. Convictions for drug-related crime have gone down, and the reason that convictions have gone down is because it's not a crime anymore. That's exactly why. So it's a bit of a a mistake to suggest uh, that drug crime has gone down in Portugal, when in fact the only reason it's gone down is because they don't convict people anymore. What's talking to us about what we should and shouldn't do is uh, a regular to the show, Carl Dieter, who is a, a columnist, journalist, and a commentator in general. Carl, good afternoon to you. Nice to talk to you. Good to chat to you too. Carl, I don't know which way you the wind blows for you in this one, because I don't think we've talked about this on a personal level on numerous occasions that we chat. But do you believe that decriminalisation or legalisation, because I don't really see the difference, to be honest with you, is the way to go forward when it comes to drugs? And not just cannabis, but all drugs. Yeah, so I guess the key difference, decriminalisation means that basically if you take drugs, it's not a crime. The reason why that's not the best idea, in my opinion, will be that it ensures that drug gangs and the black market is still the one running the market. So in other words, you say, look, we're still going to leave the entire supply chain up to criminal gangs, but we are going to not punish the end user. So when you talked about Portugal and the fact that they don't penalize people for certain crimes, you would have seen the same thing in the USA after prohibition, is that alcohol was illegal, lots of people were going to jail, it actually led to the rise of the likes of Al Capone because it created this huge market for them to dominate. And when you took it away, uh, you know, the world didn't end, even though the prohibitionists had said that alcohol was the greatest evil ever bestowed upon society. And in fact, when prohibition started, other drugs were, were still quite legal and, uh, and, and and it was really alcohol that they were after. Now, I still have big, big issues with alcohol. And it I, was, I was just going to say that if, very, we, very, if we were to start all over again, would we legalize alcohol? If somebody came out with a new plan yeah, tomorrow uh, uh, for a new product that makes people off their heads, I don't think we would because we know, and you know, that alcohol directly and indirectly kills more people every single year than, say, tobacco smoke, yeah. for example, uh, or probably drugs too. So, uh, but uh, uh, that, why uh, would we want to legalize another problem? Why do you want to legalize another problem? We've already got one with alcohol. Uh, I, I, I guess I, I guess the way I look at it is this, is that uh, drug taking, be it alcohol or, or uh, you know, psychedelics or, or, you know, quite manufactured drugs, they, they're going to happen anyway. And in fact, some drugs that were, were, you know, made illegal in the past are starting to be found for, for better uh, uh, therapeutic uses today, such as, uh, you know, things like uh, LSD and ketamine. I drove by a ketamine clinic last time I was in Arkansas. They actually give people this drug uh, as a therapeutic treatment. So I think we need to remember drug abuse, whether it's alcohol or anything else, has always been part of society and it's always going to be part of society. We have a choice to either regulate it, tax it, and use the income to help supply services for the people who get addicted and to ensure that people are, are well-educated about the dangers and harms of drug use, including alcohol, uh, and to deal with the fallout of it uh, or to leave it in the hands of black markets where criminals are murdering each other but, and, you know, Carl, what, what, can, I, can I interrupt you? You're saying about educating, but, well, you're saying about educating people about the health aspects of taking drugs and absolutely I understand what you're saying. But we're currently trying to educate people about the harms of cigarette smoke. But yet we're trying, eventually, we'd like to take that choice away from them because we're seeing countries around the world like New Zealand and other countries, which claim to be quite progressive countries, by the way, uh, uh, banning cigarette smoke or banning cigarettes Um, at the moment in New Zealand. Well, hang on. No, hang on. The point, I want to just make a point. The point I'm trying to make is we know it's harmful. We know drugs are harmful. So why are we going in the opposite direction when it comes to drugs and we want to be progressive and legalize them or decriminalize them when we know they're harmful? Look, I, I don't see progressive as this beautiful, comfortable word in the same way that you see it. 
you know, the, the progressive movement started in the early 1900s, and it was actually closely related to the likes of uh, President Wilson, who was effectively quite fascistic. It was a, a, a basis of the Nazi party in Germany. So progressivism to me is not some wonderful thing that we should all automatically try to adhere to. It's important to realize I'm against prohibition. So I'd actually be against the prohibition of, of, of cigarettes as well. But we actually do see that with the right amount of education, that the number of people smoking is actually falling. And that's because it's becoming less popular to be a smoker. And I think that that, that actually demonstrates best of all that you don't need prohibition to get a, a, a societally good outcome. Now, the thing is with drugs, and it, it's quite it, it, it's, it's quite painful because people know people, families heavily impacted by drugs, and they think that by making them illegal, it somehow makes the world better. But the fact that you can buy drugs within prisons shows that in the most heavily regulated, most protected environments in the world, the drugs are still finding their way in, that countries and, and porous borders- uh, I, This and, is the argument that we've lost. It's the, never, but isn't that, like, the, isn't that the argument that we've kind of lost the war on drugs or prohibition doesn't work? And we cite, of course, you know, you mentioned Al Capone and the American era of banning drugs. But the, when you say prohibition doesn't work and you throw the towel in, that's not the answer. For, and I give you one simple example, right? Speeding in cars. We have fines there that say you cannot travel at more than 120 kilometers on a motorway. You can't travel at more than 60 kilometers an hour on a, you know, on a city road. But people still do it. But we do have prohibition there, which deters people from doing it. Now, it, there are always going to be yeah, people so, who break the laws. Yeah, being against prohibition doesn't mean that there's no laws, by the way. I think what we've got to understand is the difference between people making choices on things that primarily impact themselves and people making choices on things where it impacts other people as well. So you would have countries where, for instance, you wouldn't have speeding laws that are the same as Ireland. If you drive in the autobahns in Germany, that's an example. There's certain roads in other countries where there's effect. It's a very unique example, by the way, can uh, I just point out? Oh, but that's that's fine. But but I, I'm just saying there is an example. And so, you know, you can look at the full breadth of motor accidents and, and, and the consequences of that and try to make comparisons. And you say to yourself, well, what's the trade-offs? So at 130 kilometers an hour, you know, you actually probably wouldn't even get a ticket because usually they give you a, a bit of wiggle room on speeding fines. But for instance, at 150 kilometers an hour, you know, you can make a fairly educated guess that the accidents at that stage are much uh, worse, that, you know, driver control is reduced unless you happen to be a very skilled driver, which most people, most people are mediocre. And so I think that that kind of trade-off is, is acceptable. But you see with drugs, they're not even saying that you can like, you can, you can smoke a joint or you can go down to the, the chemist and buy a gram of coke. They're saying that no, it's it's completely criminal, and everything about it is criminal. And the biggest thing well, because I think we, is because we because we know they're actually, because we know they're addictive. You know, driving fast is not a, is not addictive, but we, because we know well, it's addictive. You, you talk to some boy racers, they might disagree. Well, probably, but, probably <laughs> yes, but, but, but we know but we but know they're addictive really because, because what you can't allow a certain amount of drugs because when you allow a certain amount of drugs, you then let, that leads people on to other drugs or to addiction. And and you know, I've always yeah. taught my kids. My kids are all adults now, but when they were younger. Just like every other parent, drugs are bad, drugs are bad, drugs are bad. That's the message you give your kids, loud and clear. You also, I also gave my kids that same message about alcohol, by the way, and two of them don't drink. So what I'm saying to you is, that's, if we give a green light, or if the government are saying, well, they're not illegal anymore, or they're decriminalized, or whatever it happens to be, well, then kids are going to go, well, they're not illegal, so they mustn't be too bad. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're kind of giving a green light to something. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I think you, you've completely... Uh, made a confusion between understanding and endorsement. And the best example is actually your own children. You just proved my point. Alcohol is utterly legal, and yet two of your kids don't drink because of the way that you raise them. So it doesn't take away the capacity for parents to try and encourage their children to make good choices, to understand the dangers, the risks, you know, the things that can go wrong. It actually, your, your lived experience proves what I'm saying more than it proves the argument against it. But in, I, I understand the point you're making. I got you there, but, but, No, no, no. <laughs> but what you have to do is when we legislate, legislation is a blunt instrument. What we're doing is taking into consideration that there are bad parents out there. That, you know, you're a good parent, maybe. Maybe you think I'm a good parent and other people are good parents. But we also have to take into consideration there are parents who don't care. And the majority of people who, yeah. fall, who fall down and, you know, who end up addicted to drugs, I'm not saying all, come from sometimes bad backgrounds where they didn't have good guidance and good parents. So yeah. that's why we and, legislate, and, and, and so again, isn't it? Again, you're, you're proving the point because I, I would say I'm probably a mediocre parent. People always like to think they're great. I'm probably just equally as good or bad as anyone else. 
but it's actually when you say that there's bad parents and you're accepting that they exist anyway and that they are they are responsible for children who quite often end up on drugs those kids end up on drugs even though they're legal so again you're actually reinforcing the point that i've been making all along is that one way or another we have to deal with these things now the the big trade-off by the way there's two big win there, i suppose there's two big trade-offs one is a big win one is a big loss and this is where the argument has to take place the big win is that if we can get rid of the crime gangs that exploit poor people in, in you know in, in South America in the in the cocaine trade and across Asia in the in the harvesting if if we can get rid of them and stop empowering criminal gangs who also happen to have a large crossover into human trafficking into intimidation into you know huge amounts of murder and destruction if we can disempower them you know the mafia was never as powerful after prohibition as it was during prohibition so if we can actually pull away the control from them and regulate and have a better quality drug because a lot of overdoses happen because people don't know what they're taking bearing in mind you can't go into a shop and buy 20 paracetamol you know but you can go to a dealer and, and buy you know four ounces of god knows what or you can walk into the, the shop and but, buy you know 10 but you're always yeah but yeah but you're always so, going to have a, so a, a regulation because even if you legalize, so I mean, for example, Germany have recently legalized, you know, people to grow and consume recreational cannabis, right? And, and many mm -hmm. states in America have. So even if we legalize, say, cannabis tomorrow, we would have a regulation there that you can only purchase, yeah. say, enough for your own personal use, or you can only grow four plants. So there's always going to be a market there for the scumbags who want to deal in more than that. It, it, well, you see, th th this is the thing, is that, like, you know, with regulation, they take tentative steps. So, like, I can walk in tomorrow and, and buy a case of vodka, which would kill me four times over if I consumed it all at once. And I think when it comes to drugs, they, they play it quite carefully. Yeah, there's, there's, there's always going to be probably some amount of black market for something. There's still a black market for alcohol in some, in some ways of alcohol that's either moonshine or brought in avoiding tax. You're not eradicating it, but you are basically getting rid of about 90% of the criminal activity and destruction, death, extortion, Mm -hmm. you know, punishment beatings, murder, all that stuff. And that's the big win. The, the bad part, and this is the thing that we have to understand, this is the other trade-off, is that when you make something legal, it does become slightly more acceptable. So you would have more people saying, yes, I went out last weekend and I smoked heroin. I smoke joints. Or I smoke so, okay, cocaine. so well then, well then let me, let me ask no you, you're honest. A social well, then give me an honest opinion. If we legalize or decriminalize, and, and by the way, I do find it hard to, to disconnect those two words, but if we legalize or decriminalize all drugs, Class A included tomorrow, do you think over a period of time more people would use drugs? I think that goes to that question that they would, yeah. But then why would you want to do it? I know the fight is not good, and I know it's, it's not being won very well, but even if we're stopping, you know, I don't know, 5% of drugs coming into the country, that's maybe 5% less people who might be taking them. No, you see, the thing is what happens, there's a few things that happen. One is is, is it that the manner of drug use when it becomes popular would probably tend to tone down, whereas the manner of drug use when you're smuggling things tends to, to drive up. In other words, the concentration of drug when you're trying to smuggle something it, it pays to have a more concentrated drug so the most popular alcohol in america before prohibition was beer the most popular drug during alcohol uh, during during the al capone years in prohibition was distilled spirits because you can't smuggle barrels of beer so you struggle the strongest kind that you can and the same thing happens with drugs i think you would see like a milder form of of, of recreational drug taking it probably wouldn't result in as much addiction it would certainly take away a lot of the uh, social mm. stigma around drug use, which I, I don't think is always beneficial for people trying to recover. It would ensure that we have high quality regulated drugs, which are like when you buy it, you know what you're buying the same way when you buy a, an ibuprofen, you're not expecting it to be riddled with some other drug. Uh, I think that we would have better health outcomes. Uh, it would also allow us to, 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 to pull in taxation to help treat these things rather than getting no taxation and making billionaire criminal gangs like this is the, this is the issue of the trade-off. Okay, okay. As we know, many political parties are constantly egging right. on us that we it's should decriminalize or legalize drugs. I mentioned earlier on already really when we were talking to Carl Dieter. Well, listen, Aaron O'Reilly, the Labour Party, the second who was responsible, thank you very much indeed. The injection centre said we should decriminalize drugs. And we want to say that your calls as well, by the way. Don't forget, if you want to, you can text or charge people. You don't bring them to before a judge. But if they only have enough drugs for their own personal possession, you know, you just give them a slap on the wrist and give them a leaflet as to where the nearest drugs rehab centre is. 
But is that the right approach? Is that actually going to stop the sale of drugs on the street? Let me know what you think. The number, as usual, you see it up on the screen, 085-100-2255. Let's go to some of our callers if we can. Let me go to Sean. Sean, hi, how are you? Hi, Noel. how are you? Good. Sean, I mean, do you think it's a good idea to decriminalise drugs? I mean, would that actually make a difference or do you think that'll make matters worse? Absolutely, Noel. We've seen the difference it's made in Amsterdam, Noel. Um, you know, you, you look, Noel, uh, I know it's a different topic as well as prostitution, Noel. Uh, we've seen it being legalised in Amsterdam. Like, but st- just staying on the drug situation, Noel, um, it, 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 you know, Noel, I, I, I smoked marijuana many a year ago. And, um, look, I just gave it up because I wasn't into it, Noel. Um, it just wasn't me. It was making me, you know, yeah. well, look, everybody did wrong, Noel. And the fact of the matter is, Noel, the, the, the amount of people in Ireland that smoke marijuana now, and a friend of mine was caught there with a hundred euros worth there only about what two three months ago, and he was actually done for it now. But, but, you, but that's but that's because it's illegal. I, I would, I would expect him to be done for it if it's if he's carrying a hundred quid's worth. Of it. And it wouldn't be Noel. You know, anything up to a hundred euros should be at least uh, put down as personal possession and, and given a you know a slap on that. Like, you know, I don't I don't think anything a um, hundred euro. Um, okay, so okay, whatever about we, we we can have a debate about cannabis to some degree. All right, um, I understand that I understand the debate about cannabis. Mind you, I personally wouldn't legalize it or decriminalize it, but I understand the debate. But when we're talking about cocaine and heroin and MDMA and ecstasy, which is ecstasy, and other drugs as well, I mean, realistically, should we be decriminalizing them? Well, decriminalize them, Noel, and 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 and, and controlling them. Um, and, you know, if, if you can put this into a controlled environment, Noel, instead of the environment that we have now, I think to be, you know, to be a lot of, it'd be a lot better, Noel. Mm. It'd be a lot of, of course it would. Um, you know, they, they, um, they do farm a bit of tax on it, Noel, they, and they can control it from the taxes that they get from taxes. Uh, now, do, um, do, you, do you really believe the Irish government are going to ring fence the money they make from drugs and put it into drug rehabilitation yeah. or put it into drug yeah, education? Yeah, I don't yeah, think they will. No. I get you, Noel, I get that, but the fact of the matter is, like, um, you know, like, it, this is going to go always, you know, it's, this is this is going to be going on for a long time, Noel, and court systems, the, the whole court system is, is choked with, with, with drug dealers, with, with drug takers, with, you know, it, it's in a mess, Noel, it's mm. a mess, something happens, and I think, you know, when we all sit down as adults and talk about it and think about this, logically, decriminalising drugs isn't actually not a bad idea. It's not, but but I I don't see the I don't see the purpose behind decriminalizing it. What's wrong with what we have at the moment? Now that's a stupid question. Maybe that's a bit loaded. No, no, I, I I understand people are still taking them even though it's illegal. But do you think you know, if you legalize it, would more people start taking it? Because you're kind of giving well, it the green light, as I said earlier on to Carol Dieter. Well, you can go again with that one, Noel. I get that, and and, and the thing about it is, Noel. There's going to be benefits from this as, as well as, you know, um, you know. What's, give me a benefit. Give me, give me a benefit to legalizing drugs. Like, I don't, I don't see one. Well, the benefit will be, you know, like as I say, it'll be in a controlled environment. It'll be all controlled. I don't know what way this controlled environment would be. And um, my thinking on this would be, and um, you'd get it from your local chemists. You'd get it, you know, um, you know, that's the way I'm thinking about this now. And mm. um, it'll be regulated. Um, there be you know, there's people there that they, they won't be dead after taking heroin oil, and um, they won't end up dead because it'll be all controlled as well as I say. Um, what they mean, know, like purer it's, forms of it, like better forms of it, instead of the rubbish well, they yeah, get now from the dealers. Yes, Noel. Yes, Noel. You know, stuff like that, Noel. You know. Uh, okay. Well, 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 hang on. Just let me go to Roisin as well, and I'm going to come to Peter in a minute. But Roisin, hi. How are you? Not too bad. Roisin, do you agree uh, with the idea of decriminalisation or making drugs legal? Uh, Absolutely not. Mm. There are parts of this island and we can all say where and we can all nominate a little village in every county in Ireland that is zombified from drug abuse. Mm. I have two teenagers coming up who, I won't say where I live, but they will not walk around the town. They will not go down the town unless me or their dad is with them or an adult. They won't walk past certain housing estates because of it. I have a young girl that if I turn around and I say to her, we're going up to Dublin to whatever it may be, and we have to pull into Lewis and get the Red Lewis, we'll detest and we'll not get on the Red Cow Lewis because of people like that. But isn't, isn't this the problem? This is what I'm saying to Noel Roshan. 
If this was legalised and if it was done in a properly managed fashion... There is still no controlling it legalised because it'd be left to the chemists and the pharmacists to control it. And that's not going to work. But what I'm saying is, Roshan, you don't know if it's going to work until we... You know, well, what's going to work, Roshan? Do we all live in fear? Do we do what you're doing? Do we carry on our lives like this? No, we can't no, be. No, you can't live What you do is you protest against the government to put more and more money into Angardashini Kana and services and addiction services and counselling services and you invest okay. in them big time and bring them to the community no. because at the end of the day, the havoc yeah. that they leave behind... Yeah is unbelievable. I've been very lucky that none of my siblings went down that road. My husband was very lucky that none of his siblings went down that road. But we have seen families... Ravaged. Who... Yep. Uh, yeah, ravaged in drug debt and who have had to move out of their house and sleep with... Like, sleep in sisters' houses and aunts' houses because their own home became a target due to a son, a brother, a sister, whatever, have gone down the drug road. And I... Like, when I see on RTE or independent.ie, when I see that there has been a drug haul or a catch in Rosslare, Dunleary, wherever, Dublin, certain parts of the country, I'm delighted. And, and I kind of have to say, you know, Sean, I, I'm kind of in agreement with Roshi here. That's, you know, that's 20 kilograms less of cocaine that's out on the streets. That's the way yeah. I look at it too. I get what you're saying, Noel. My point is, Noel, um, and, and, and and it's a very looks. I, I, Rosie and Claire Blades, where she's very made a very a few valid points there, uh, Noel. But the fact of the matter is, Noel, she said there about the Guardi investing the Guardi and investing drug centres, rehabilitation centres. It hasn't happened. We've been doing this for the last twenty odd years, and it's still not happening. Uh, mental health service as well, but we leave that aside for the moment. But no, well, no, the two are no linked. Event. Yeah, but they are linked together. You know but, what I mean? Because services is getting money off the government, and they're not investing. And she is right. They, she, they should yeah. be investing, but they're not. They're not, and they're not going to. They're not going to because they couldn't be arsed. And I don't know why. I don't have the reason why. But I can't understand. But then, myself. Well, well, then why, Sean? Why would you want to add another problem into the mix? We all know that mental health, by the way, is directly affected by either drugs or alcohol or or gambling or whatever it is. So why would you want to continue to add more problems to the mix by legalizing a controlled substance? Oh, I, I'm not. Trying don't to get add me wrong. We had a distant family member who smoked cannabis for a year, and that for years and that's fine. But later down the road, when he settled down and he had his family, he went through a very bad patch of depression, paranoia, everything. And his wife and his family have said to me numerous times, they're putting it down to when he used to smoke cannabis because of the effect of his mental health. And that's years Without later and it's still affecting no, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't disbelieve you for one minute, Roshan. Like I've seen people there that went off their heads on drugs. I have. I've seen. Yeah. I've seen. But what I'm saying is, Roshan, and this is my point, and it's my point in oil. If we get a controlled drug habit going, and, and and we can control it in the environment, like I say, making drugs a lot safer, making drugs less. You know. Um. um you know. If we do this properly. Imagine what we could do for the people of Ireland, uh, upcoming, you know, that if they could go to a chemist, say, for example, Roshan, and get um, a controlled bit of heroin, that's not going to kill them tonight, or kill them, but, to, but, over, but, you know. But, but there's nothing good, well, apart from being used in a hospital setting, there's nothing beneficial about taking heroin. Nothing. No. And, and actually, on that point, stay there, please, Sean and Roshan. Just let me go if I can to Peter. Peter, hi. How are you doing on the Eyeballing Podcast? Hey, how are you doing, Peter? Long time to talk. It has been a while, Peter, and it has. Now, Peter, yeah. ju just to remind people, because they may not re remember, but you were an addict at one stage in your life. Yeah. A long, long time ago. Oh, it turned your life yeah. around. I mean, this conversation is coming up again and again and again, and it's starting to come to a head now whether we should legalise all drugs. You heard, Sean... Basically, what he's saying is, yeah. look, what we're doing at the moment is not working, so we need another plan, and maybe this will be better. Well, in the last two weeks, there's been a few funerals of young people who have lost their life to drugs and seen families ripped apart. There's already a chemist where you can go and get your methadone every day and do all that behind closed doors. There is not enough being done in this country with recovery, with family support for those that are addicted, yeah. And it's an absolute joke. And um, like, if someone must want to say, oh, "I want to give up drugs tonight," and they ring somewhere, there's nowhere they can go. Like, there's there's not one place in this country that will take them. 
there needs to be a state-run facility where, like in America, if you're caught with track, track marks in your arm, you're put in a prison for three months, but instead of being put in a prison for three months, they should be taken to a medical facility, detoxed off of methadone, heroin, whatever it is, and given a chance. If I was contemplating suicide right now, which I did before I gave up drugs, and if I was to ring anywhere in Ireland, there is not one person that could take me in tonight. Not one person. And in fact, it takes me up to six weeks before I could even try and get in the door of a rehab centre. And yeah, the money's yeah. been spent wrongly and it needs to be addressed. And it'll never be addressed. It'll just be a band-aid put over over and over again. Legalise this, legalise that. No, there's families being ripped apart by this stuff. Two families in the last two weeks I've seen ripped apart. And it's an absolute disgrace that there's nowhere for them to go. And as I said, if there's someone homeless on the streets tonight and says, you know what, if I just had somewhere to get in and get off the drugs, life would be so much better. There is absolutely nowhere they can go. Okay, Peter, earlier on I was talking to uh, to Carl Dieter and he made some good points. I didn't agree with him, but he did make some good points and he started talking about Al Capone, you know, in America when they... You know, there was a prohibition on alcohol and, you know, what happened was people stopped drinking beer and they started drinking spirits because moonshine was the, was, uh, the, the, the yeah. drink of choice. And it made these people, of course, more important, the likes of the Al Capones. They all went out of business once they legalized alcohol again. And he said, yeah. the bottom line is when you decriminalize something, you know, it doesn't go away. But at least if it's legalized, like say, take smoking, for example, and I use that example with him. With smoking, we yeah. haven't banned it. It's not illegal. But what we're doing is we're educating people and less and less people are smoking because there's a social stigma to it. He said if we did yeah. that with drugs and didn't make it illegal but started to educate people on how bad it was, it would naturally decline anyway. Would you agree with that point? But look, people are still going out buying cigarettes with a picture of a lung or someone dying from cancer from smoking and it does not prevent them from picking up that packet of cigarettes Pain, whatever it is. For time yeah, but there's a lot less people smoking now than where 30 years ago. Yes, because of all the stuff that, the, what do you say, the education and that. Yes. And they stopped. Yeah, so, I, so, I, that's, so that's what I'm saying. If we educated people, rather than focusing on the legality or illegality of it, if we educated yeah. people and spent more money educating people on the dangers of drugs, it wouldn't, it'd be irrelevant whether it was illegal or illegal. That's the point he's making. But what, at what age do you start to educate people? Like, Guards used to come into our schools and primary school and show us a picture of a girl dead on the ground with needle marks in her arms and said, this is what can happen to you if you take heroin. It didn't stop me from doing it. Like, mm-hmm. when, when, when you're out there in, in the big bad world and you're growing up in certain states and let's be real, some are worse off than others. Like, mm-hmm. you know it's bad. You know you shouldn't be doing it. But it doesn't prevent you from doing it. And there I even yeah. say the, the, the white powder, the cocaine that people are storing. This is where, that's, this that's, is where that's in high places. You know what I mean? Yeah, sorry, Roshan. Like, so, well, well, hang on, Peter. Sorry, Roshan. Go ahead. Yeah. So this is where it comes into investment of funds into your local communities. Because I know where we holiday um, two or three times a year in a little village of a population of about 300 people. All there is is three pubs, a church, a centre and a GA pitch. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing there to keep the youth occupied. There's nothing there to keep them busy. There's no one fed. But in all from... fairness, now nowadays the amount of more than there was and different then. places. Oh my goodness! I mean, that, I don't know, Roshi, when I buy that argument, that argument that we have a duty to keep people busy. Because when I was a kid, we didn't have anything. We had one youth centre, you know, in about ten different no, districts, but you had to and we didn't do it. We had what? But you had, the, you had the fear of your parents. Like we had, like me and my dad, like my dad and my mom, like I told you before, they're divorced. But we came from a very united family where we were told basically, you choose that path and you're out that door. Peter had that. They have, P- Peter's no, parents no. are very strict, but he used to climb out the window. No. Yeah, no, sorry, no, sorry, Sean. Uh, no, I, 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 look, they're just going back to what Roshan said there. That I, I, I'm not buying that either. Um, we had nothing to do either. And, um, well, we, we didn't go and do fucking drugs. And, and sorry for the course, no. we didn't go and do drugs and what have you not, and this, that, you know. But, you know, it's the fact that I just wanted to ask Peter, and, and, and not to listen to Peter, and I'm sorry to hear what you've been through, Peter, in the last few weeks there. Um, but I did want to ask this, Peter. What do we do, Peter? 
this is going around, as I say, in roundabouts the last 50, 60 years in, in, in the world and the world. What do we do now, Peter? How do, look, I, see, I heard what you said. Invest a yep. few quid in here and there. But Peter, you know this as well as I know this, Peter. This is not happening. And it's not going to happen, Peter. I, I yep. know. And, and I remember, Peter, this. It was a couple of there. It was about two years ago. A friend of mine wanted to get into the Rutland Centre. Peter, he was told. <laughs> you said, join the list. Join the, you know. and Exactly. Look. Yeah. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. There's not so enough um, places. So what yeah. I'm trying to say is, when somebody wants to give up drugs and they make that decision, they could be having the worst day of their lives and contemplating taking their own lives. When someone has a decision to make, I need to get in somewhere, please. There has to be somewhere for them to go. There's nowhere yeah. for anybody to go. And they need, they need a state-run facility that well, when people are caught on the streets, if they have tracks mark, track marks on their arms, they're brought in, three months, they're sentenced to three months. That's how I get out of addiction. I went. I ended up in a in a Christian recovery centre. I took people straight in, and the judge. I was at the being caught with heroin, and the judge says to me, "If you stay in that rehab centre, I'll, I'll give you a five year suspended sentence. If you leave that rehab centre, that's it. You're going to do at least three years out, five years in prison." And that was my chance, and I took it. But Peter, you've seen as well. Well, hang on, and I think I've mentioned this before. If you look at the stats for rehab in Ireland, I don't know whether they were just doing yeah. it wrong. They're not good. You know, like, there's something like, I'm, no. don't quote me on the figures, but something like 80% of those who do, go in don't complete the, the particular course. The 20% that do go back out on the street and 80% of them go back on drugs again. So yeah. very few people do what you did. You turned your life completely yeah. around and changed your life. Yeah. It must, how long how long has you been on heroin? 20 years, is it? The 4th of April 2002. I gave them smoking, drinking, methadone and heroin. Okay. So you went cold turkey off everything. And, and I'll talk you off everything. Since then, you've been married, you've had children, and you yeah. so you you can look back in hindsight at everything. And you know, I, I know Roisin was saying, you know, if parents are, you know, if you, the fear of the parents has gone away, and I do agree with her to some extent. But you explained to me before, your dad and Mar were very strict on you, weren't they? Oh yes, and being at a certain time, and then I'd be in, and then straight away, as soon as I heard that they were asleep, I was straight out the top window and gone, running out with my friends. My father would have had to put bars on the windows to keep me in. That's how bad I was. Like, and there's, there's parents out there that I know that are going through the same things now with their children all across this country. Every little small town in this country is absolutely destroyed by drugs. There's not a small town you can go into now that hasn't been affected by drugs. But there is no answer unless they start. There needs to be a facility in every, um, like, one in Leinster, one in Connacht, one in Munster, one in Ulster, where they can take these people in and use the likes of myself. Like, like there was a thing on a couple of uh, weeks about weeks ago um, about addiction, a big meet, a big meeting, and like I, out of everybody, like I would have loved to be invited to it. Mm. Like as someone that's over twenty years off drugs for me for an input on on what I could bring to the table. One of the hardest things for me to do when I was in rehab is was to listen to a counsellor that had, had got something in college or that had never been through a hard day as um, addiction in his life. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. Um, it, it, was, it was hard for me to, to listen to them when they were reading from a book. But when I came to a place where there was people that had been in the situation I was in, and had given me hope that I looked at that person and said, I remember them going around town. I remember the state that they were in. And look at them now. They're doing great. They have children. How did you do that? And that's what gave me hope to change my life. And why aren't you, why aren't you running for election? I mean, for a local councillor, I'm talking about or something like that. <laughs> why, not, why not, Peter? I would if I could. I'd, I'd give me life to, to try and help people. And I did for years, Noel. I helped. I opened up my home when I was very young and took people in off the streets and helped them. And there's lads there to this day that have got married, have children, and are doing great in life. But the government in their hindsight decided to close down the house because it had planning permission for a family home and not for a medical facility. Even though I wasn't administering methadone, it was cold turkey. So. Okay, well, stay, well stay, there. stay there please with me, Peter, for a second. Just let me go to Bernie as well. Yeah. Bernie, hi, how are you? I'm fine, Niall. How are you? Good. Bernie, have you listened to Peter uh, basically saying that, that there's, there's no real solution? The only solution is to put money in to help people more so than anything else. Legalising is just the wrong way around. 
Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think legalising it would be right because, you know, drugs are washing every prop, every country in the world. Like, is there any country in the world that actually decriminalised drugs? I don't know. Is there well, any well, stats out there? At, at this moment in time, well, I suppose everybody uses Portugal as some sort of an example. I, I mentioned to Carl Dieter earlier on that I don't buy the Portuguese example because according to the stats and those who want to promote the legalisation of drugs, they say, oh, well, crime is drug crime is down in Portugal. Well, of course it is because they don't arrest people for possession of drugs anymore. So, of course, drug crime is down. But now I don't believe it's up either, but I don't believe it's down. So I don't believe it, it has served any real purpose, personally. No. I, the man who was ahead of me there, that guy, he, he's, he, he should, yeah, Peter, I have to say, I take my hat off to him. He's an, he's an absolute gem and he, he's very brave to be fighting even now, even if he's off the drugs. He, he gives a great incentive. He should be he, he should be leading some government pack because he's got it from the horse's mouth. He knows where all the problems are. He can see it. He's been there. He's lived it. And they're the kind of people who are going to be able to deal with it best of all. Because as a nurse, it's you know you get somebody in casualty. You, you, by the time you work out what they've been on or how bad they are, you're trying to keep them alive. Do you know it's it's like mm-hmm. the, the people on drugs are they're so difficult to deal with in in a in a hospital setting because you don't know what they've taken, you don't know what they're interacting with. They could have you know come in from a car accident where they were hyped up on drugs and driving around like lunatics. It's it's none of us are up to date on what happens, and we're all terrified of it. We're all terrified that somebody belonging to us is going to get involved in it. So how do we stop it as a as a group, as a as a country? Well, the, only, we well, the only thing politicians have come up with so far is legalising it. That's the only thing they've really no, come up with. No, that's rubbish. Like first of all, the people well, decriminalising. Same moment, thing, if you ask me. Yeah, no, the people on the streets at the moment need the help the most. They're the people at the at the at the cold face. They're the people taking the drugs. They're the people who are accessing but the drugs. But should we? So be, but should be. we? Like when we and I'll ask both of you this, Bertie and Peter. So we see, you know, a group of drug users on the boardwalk in Dublin, right, off their box, right, um, yeah. and they're in possession of, say, I don't know, fifteen quid's worth in their pocket or whatever it is it costs nowadays for drugs. Peter, if we were to go by the law, they should be arrested and brought before a judge for possession of a controlled substance. Should we? Should yeah. we actually implement the law? They should be given three months in a medical facility that is equipped to deal with addiction. Where would you? Yeah, but look, yeah, but look at the amount of people off their box in town on drugs. You wouldn't have the space. It would cost the state yeah. a fortune to have facilities like that. You, you just wouldn't have the space. We can't keep it. We all in there now. We can't have Yeah, we can't keep it. Nor they're all in there now because of these injections. They're all in Dublin City now because of these injection centres and everything else. I drive through, I see friends that I grew up with, and I see the state that the, the city is getting worse and worse. It's not getting any better. You Now, if you go up into a local park, people are starting to sniff these gas canisters. That's right. And they're absolutely everywhere. This is a whole new generation coming in with a whole new different way of taking drugs and doing drugs. Um, and it's like, it's never going to end until there's places and facilities where people can go and say, you know what, I I'm want sure. to change my life. I don't want to live like that anymore. Right, let's go. We're going to take you in. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me just bring Steve in on this as well. Steve, how are you doing? You're on the Nightbottom Podcast. Go ahead. Bullshit from Peter, if that's what I'm saying. Oh. Bullshit. He said the problems will never end until we do X. Now, Niall, you asked a really good question earlier on, which, what is the benefits of legalising drugs? So I know people are going to argue with the force will that I'm going to say, but just it is a net benefit to taxes. So Money, is, money is not important, really, is it? You know, we legalise yeah, 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 everything if we can have get a tax why, for it. I'll highlight why let's, it's... I'll let's highlight legalise why murder if that's the case. Do you know Niall, what I mean? Niall, 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 Niall. We can charge stop. people for I'll killing each other. Niall, will you stop? You're weird. I, but no, but, that, that. but that's, that's a stupid thing to say, to use the financial benefits. If you'd let me finish the bleeding sentence, you would understand where I'm going. You do this. You just specifically... Well, go on, just, just make your point. Come on. Right, so, the taxes, Niall. People can, if you want to become a, you know, seller of drugs legally in this country, well then surely you're going to pay taxes, but then taxes should go directly towards rehab and facilities that are equipped to deal with these people. Very simple. We take the money from the people who are selling it and put it back into rehabilitating the people that are getting addicted to it. Now also, it would um, be cleaner and safer. It would wipe out drug rings 
proceedings overnight. It would take pressure off the courts and the prison services. Young lads wouldn't be getting involved in dealing drugs and owing money up the bleeding wazoo and getting shot left, right and centre. You know, there's no tick in shops. You just have to pay for your drugs and it's as simple as that. So uh, this is our, uh, these are a ton of benefits that come with legalising drugs. And the vast majority of problems being spoke about this afternoon on air is basically problems that come along with the criminal aspect of drugs. No, no. When we no, 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 Peter's talking about the damage. Okay, He's just been to two funerals of friends no, who died. Not everybody, not everybody on drugs. And listen, listen, which are, which are, the way you're coming in, which are, I'm talking bull. Do you know that methadone is already legal? Do you know that methadone is already that. legal? And of every addict that, that is out there has mm -hmm. access to methadone. And do you know how many people yep. access that methadone? Do you? Go on, and that's 100%. perfectly legal. Right? Yeah. So you're okay, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. Legal, Peter. legal, that, let them sell it. Peter, Methadone I understand that, but what was the last problem. sentence? Peter, what was the last sentence I said just there a minute ago? Oh, were you listening to me at all? Because you told me I was talking bull. Peter, in fairness, you are talking bull. Okay, you of all people. Listen, no, hold on. You of all people, Peter, should know. know you should know. Okay, well, 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 hang on. One, one at a time. So, can, I just, uh, can I just say there, what drug seller is going to sign up to the tax man to, to say, exactly. I'm going to sell Every drugs? Every one of them who oh, are. Yeah. That's you sure. rubbish. I, I, do, do, Steve, you do realise if we stopped, you know, the Kinnahans and the Hutches and everybody else who's involved in drugs and the selling of drugs in Ireland, if we stopped them doing that, they would just find something else to sell. They'd start selling tobacco. They just sell, they, 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 you're not, you're not going to get rid of criminality just by stopping selling drugs. We will deal with that problem when it comes okay, to that Okay, and what problem, about, what about we... the personal aspect of it, okay? We're, okay, forget about the criminal aspect of it. What about the fact that Peter's pointing out that he's just been to two funerals of friends of his yeah. who have died from drugs? What about the families that are ripped apart? The okay. brothers, the sisters, the mothers, the fathers who are ripped apart mm -hmm, by mm -hmm, drugs. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the, mm -hmm. and the uh, best uh, experts uh, in the yes, world yes, have said yes. if you legalise or oh. decriminalise, those numbers go up. All bleeding terrible, isn't it, Niall? Isn't it all awful it is that awful. people are going to take drugs? Niall, let me finish. It's awful that people will take drugs, whether they're legal or illegal. We are going to have the same problem either way with idiots overdosing. We're not, not everybody. We're making out oh, like Jane. everybody on drugs. We're making out that everybody on drugs are heroin addicts when they are not. There's people who take recreational drugs. We didn't all fall into the same trap as Peter there. Just because Peter was weak and couldn't handle his drug problem doesn't mean oh. I shouldn't be able to take drugs that is because not, of his that weakness. That is a terrible thing to say. That is, you have no right to say that. No, that, that, that's the, that is no, 100% the truth. I, well, well, I completely disagree with you because I, I, I believe that everybody who falls into the trap of drugs, no matter how good you are, becomes weak because it's an addiction. And I think, to be honest with you, the bravery not of Peter, no, the bravery of Peter to talk about it after 20 years off it is outstanding, if you ask me. And I don't think you've yeah, any right to he, insult him. No, the I vast think majority of people who take drugs are not addicts. The vast majority. Well, 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 Peter, so, Peter, sorry, Peter, go ahead. Where did you get your degree from? Yeah, Peter, what, what university did you get your degree from? Because uh, that's not human uh, life, oh, as I know. Oh, oh, Everyday oh, oh, living oh, as life. I'm sorry. Well, hang on, I do, hang on. I do want to let Peter respond to everything you've said. Peter, go ahead. Yeah. What drugs is he talking about that everybody that takes a drug is not addicted to it? Um, lots of different drugs. I give yeah, have you give me an example, please, if you can, Steve. That'd be great. Panadol, is it? Okay, ecstasy. Ecstasy, okay. You know how yeah. many people die of ecstasy in this country every year from being dehydrated and from... Yeah, so yeah, but it still kills them. It, they're not addicted to it. Of but you could go out one them. night and take one ecstasy tablet and it could It's just as dangerous as heroin and cocaine and all the rest of the drugs. The only drug the that, is not, that wouldn't kill you. There was only one drug that won't kill you, and that's grass and hash. They do lead on to no, other things with certain people, but Jesus not everybody. Christ, but if you're going to talk about ecstasy as a drug that people don't get addicted to, and somebody can go out into a nightclub and take just one of them pills, and their life is over, 
And you're telling me yeah. it's all right to take them? Yes, and here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing, Peter. If you open your ears, there's there's drugs out there on the market that are perfectly legal, that are prescription drugs that a person could take one and they die. There's so many people on a nightly basis take ecstasy pills and don't die. The vast majority of people don't die. You're assuming there's but a plenty that of people dying from drugs. Is there. Well, 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 hang on, hang on, Steve. Would you not accept? Leave aside ecstasy for the moment, right? Uh, not that I would, I would agree with anybody taking it, but leave it aside for the moment. When we talk about heroin and the co- and cocaine and the damage that it's done to society and to people in mm-hmm. general, because of course they're two very addictive drugs, particularly heroin. Yeah. Would you not accept that anything that will stop that from happening is a good thing? Anything from stopping them, so restricting people's rights and freedoms. So, anything, so it's not so a, anything. Hala, there's not you have no right or freedom to buy illegal drugs. To get off my tits if I want. I have a right to get off my head if I want to, and that's no. Well, decision. Far away. You have the right. <laughs> yeah, far you away. Have the right. Niall, listen to me, listen to me. You have the right to get into a car and go rally driving and put your life at risk if you want to. Absolutely, I have a right to get into a car and drive straight into a wall if I want to. That's, that's just my prerogative, Absolutely. as long as I don't hurt anybody else in the, in the process. But uh, does that make it a good thing for society? No, it doesn't. No, I never said it did. But, but you are. It did, but, but you're ma- you're to, making it out that it is. My, here's the thing, if we stop with the whole nonsense of criminalising drugs, did you not hear the list? It, know, but hang on, it's not a nonsense. When we, dec- when we legal- make something illegal in society, no matter whether it's drugs, whether it's speeding driving a car, whether it's putting your seatbelt on, whether it's smoking and regulations around how much you can sell and the taxes on it and everything else, we, we do it most of the time, I would imagine, uh, sometimes although I doubt our own government, we do it most of the time to protect society. That's the reason we do okay. it. Okay, okay. There are some stupid laws, I'm not going to deny that, but we do it most of the time to protect society. Niall, stop with the whole bleeding interrupting thing. Quid pro quo, Clarice. I'll show you mine if you show me yours, Niall. I just read out a list to you. So you tell me the negative, the downside to this. I gave you so many things that are positive. Criminality. Criminality is the main, the main downside of it because the majority of crimes that are committed around this country on a regular basis and a daily basis are committed by people who want money for either alcohol or drugs. Absolutely, Niall. Absolutely. But we're taking billions, would it be, out of the hands of criminals. If we legalise drugs tonight, they're all bankrupt tomorrow morning. Every one of those pieces of shit are gone. Okay, let me go to Margaret. Margaret, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. Go ahead, Margaret. Hi, Nile. How are you? Good. You've been listening uh, to Steve there, waffling all, on. Yeah, first of all, I want to say to Stephen, Stephen, just listening to you there for the last five minutes or so, you come across mm-hmm. as a very angry, yes, aggressive person. And okay. as for Peter, Peter, well done. You're off to 20 years. I applaud you. You, of all people, is, is an expert in what <laughs> can do to a human being. Yeah. And Stephen, I would uh, refrain from sniggering, if you don't mind. Thank you very uh, much. Hold on, sorry. I'm sorry, but and, the ex-junkie is um, an expert. He, uh, you're just, uh, just, just keep quiet. Yeah, now, you're just being, now you're just being nasty, to be honest with you. All right. If, if you keep that up, you're not going anywhere. All right. Stephen, sorry, sorry, Margaret. Continue. No, continue, Margaret. Sorry, Stephen, please refrain from being aggressive, okay? Just re- relax <laughs> there. Take a pill if you need to, okay? Because you're obviously on pills of some kind. Okay. And as regards to drugs, uh, Niall, society is out of control as it is with illegal drugs. We have seen that in Dublin in the last week or so, and we've seen it in many, many years of hundreds and of people who have died with drugs and we've seen lots of people being seriously injured in Dublin and around the country as well and I think legalising them, the law states very clearly, you don't drink and you don't take drugs and if they legalise drugs you know, where does those laws leave the country? We're out of control as it is and it's to tighten down on all these things to save lives and to protect the next generation of society. And I think, okay. Stephen, really, you'd really want to look at yourself in the mirror and ask well, yourself a few questions 
Can I ask you, Steve? Why? Well, hang on, Steve, before you start insulting everybody that comes on the air. Can I ask you why you're mm-hmm. so why you're so angry about it? I, I, I'll tell you why I'm so. I'll tell you why. It's not even the topic that angers yeah, me. No, it is. It's it's every, every, I don't know. No, something's angry. Niall, you. you're doing it right now. This is why I shout. Yeah, this is why I shout. You don't. You don't. Need, you don't need to shout. Okay, mm. I tell you what. Every single person who is listening to this now. I'm sure they can figure out why I shout over people because I'm halfway through a sentence and somebody talks. They just feel it. I I stop when you want to say something. I stop and I let you talk now. But that's because you, you know, don't. Well, that's because you don't have the air and yet you don't have the show all to yourself. You think you have, I but you don't. You, you kind of, when, you, when you think, kind of feel like you have to. You know, you're being. I mean, you've insulted Peter already. He's you know mm-hmm. he's pissed off. You've insulted him. Right. Well, you, you start sniggering at Margaret. Niall, let me put something to Margaret there, okay? Because Margaret wants to come on here and attack me. That's, so she's doing what I'm doing so to she him. She didn't attack you. Hang on. She, no, 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 no. no. We, hang on. She didn't attack you. All she did was try to put you in your place. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's put me in my place. Who the hell are you or anybody else to put me in my place? I'm not a two-year-old. Don't talk to me like that. Person. Right You're now, Margaret, let me put person. something to you, my dear. I, I'll ask you this nice and calm and coolly. Please, right? I'm not so your dear. You basically, I'm not your dear. You, basically, you basically said, I could call you worse, you basically just said to me, Margaret, that, that uh, Peter was an expert because he was in the position that he was in. Now, Margaret, let me put this to you. I have taken ecstasy, cocaine, speed, Weird, you name it, I've so, taken it. So you've skin in the game, essentially. Hold on, yeah. hold on. So, Margaret, you haven't, I'm assuming, mm. taking all of these. So therefore, now I'm the expert and you're not, and I'm telling you you're wrong. And are, are, are you currently taking, Steve, can I ask you, are you currently taking drugs? Right now, at this second. No, not this, very, not this very moment in time. I'm asking you currently, are you taking drugs? Yeah, it has to be. Mm. Yeah, sorry, Peter. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, hang on. Sorry, Peter. Go ahead. Yeah, no, well, you have to be the way you going on. The question. Hang on. Let him. Hold let, on, let, please. Let other people speak, please. Peter, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's just it, it's crazy that like it just goes to show you there that the effects drug has on people. There's that man saying legalize this and legalize that, and look look at the way he's speaking. Look at the way he is. He doesn't want to be interrupted mm-hmm. and let me get me point across yeah. and me myself and mm-hmm. Irene. That's the way you're going on at the minute. Yeah, like a split yeah, personality. These them me. drugs that's that you're taking are hallucinogenic, like man. Right, you're buttoning it's on no. me now. You're talking no. about people buttoning on you, right? My you're taking hallucinogenics, right? You're taking hallucinogenics. Mm-hmm. And the majority yeah. of them do not go near or, or have the same effects that heroin and cocaine have on people. You can go and you can do okay. your recreational drugs and you can lock yourself in your little shed and listen to your little yeah, bit of trans okay. music. But there's drugs out there that are Hold ripping families apart. Ripping families apart. No, no, don't put it you in your me. I'm saying my point. I'm saying my point. No, hold on a second. You just said that I can sit in my shed listening to my music. You made so many assumptions that everybody made about you that you didn't like. And you're doing the same to me. Now, first of all, I'm not taking psychedelics. I understand very much how psychedelics Ecstasy, affect a human being. It's not really psychedelic. Well, 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 hang hang on, both of you, because we've kind of ventured off the actual purpose of the conversation at this stage. And I I just want to say there, Peter and Steve, because I just want to come back to Margaret, because she didn't really get much of a chance to talk. But Margaret, the argument by some government ministers and by some political parties in this country is that we need to decriminalise because what we're doing right now is not working. I would disagree completely because, you know, drugs do not do anything, anybody any good whatsoever. It actually breaks down the system of the human body because your body is not able and your brain is not able for the shock waves that goes through you. And uh, um, laugh all you like, Stephen, because you're you're in a... Yeah, you're the expert now. You're, t- you're telling us how, what drugs do to the human body. Go for it. You haven't a clue what you're you know talking what? about. You know what? It doesn't take a genius, and you're certainly not one of them. It doesn't take a genius to work Stephen, out exactly what I drugs do. Say I, I take a walk down the boardwalk. I did not come on this show and say that I was an expert in anything. I am looking at what's going on around me and as I have read over the years and I have seen people that I knew when they were children who 
are dead now because of drugs. I have seen okay. the way they have reacted. I have seen their whole personality breaking down. And mm-hmm. they are exactly like you, Stephen. Addicts. Nobody, addicts. Nobody, nobody. These people I are addicts. I never mentioned a word. Uh, Stephen, will you stop, please? Please stop. I am asking you to listen for one minute. Whether you take what I'm trying to say on air here into your mind, that's your business. You know, Sinead O'Connor, just going off the point, made loads of statements in her life and it all came out true in the end. A lot of mercy on her soul, you know. And, I mean, Stephen, you look in any graveyard, anywhere in the country, and look at all the young people that have died through drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Europe, I don't know and why you are. car crashes, asking. but we don't ban cars. And car crashes, but we don't ban cars. Stephen, oh we're talking about people Max. drink drugs. Stephen. Everything can kill a person. Everything can Stephen. kill a person. But what you want to do Stephen, is tell me that I shouldn't be able, to, I shouldn't be able to take drugs. Why? I'm not an addict. I'm not an addict. Even. Okay, well, well, hang on a second. Peter, sorry. But, 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 uh, hang on, Margaret. Peter, Peter just wants to say something to Steve there. Go ahead, Peter. No, no, I, I don't think there's any, any way of talking to the man. No. Like, addicts are out there. Um, I was one. And if I hadn't have been, if drugs had have been decriminalized at the time I was caught, I wouldn't have got the opportunity to change my life. And the fact that I was caught with drugs and the judge gave me a chance to find myself a rehab and get in and change my life, yeah. I wouldn't have changed my life. So if drugs had to be decriminalised then, I don't know what situation I'd be in today. Lad, one second, Jerry, one second, Jerry. Lad, you're saying for one second, you're, you're saying that this judge just accept, your life. Just accept, just, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just accept what he said, right? Yeah, oh, hang on, hang on. His life has changed for the better. Accept what he said. You, you don't have to come up with an argument for that. No, no, you're, no, you're, no, you're just. Go, no, I have to say you've got to just say something unintelligent. So to be honest with you, I don't no, even. No, I'm not going to say. No, I, you do. I don't even want to listen to you anymore. I know, no, don't want, no, it doesn't. He's gone. I, 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 sorry, talk to Peter if you want. I couldn't be listening to Steve anymore. To be honest with you today. <laughs> <laughs> he just. He Margaret. He would have just come up with something less intelligent to say. Ah, uh, sure, no. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's really not a well guy, no. and he's, he's very, very, angry. very aggressive. He's extremely angry. Very, very yeah, he's extremely angry. And he just. But well, that's know, obviously no what drugs did to him. I would say, or no matter what Peter would say, or no matter what anybody else would say, or even yourself, Niall, he would have to come back roaring and shouting at you like a raven lunatic. Pe- know, okay, but really just, just just finally, Peter, because I have to wrap this up, Peter. I mean. It does look like you're on the losing team, sadly. And so am I, because I yeah. agree with everything you say, Peter, by the way. Can I just point out? And I've yeah. said it numerous times on the air that I don't agree with decriminalisation. But, but yeah. it does look like, um, pardon me, if you look at the political parties at the moment, pushing strong. Gino Kenny, obviously pushing um, to legalise cannabis and other drugs as well. Um, most of the socialist parties. You've got Aaron O'Reardon from Labour as well, pushing to decriminalise drugs. It looks like it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you like it yeah. Well, it looks well like if it makes a difference in a family... Um, I wouldn't mind if it changes a couple of families and it's worth it. It wouldn't bother me if it made some sort of a difference in society. If it doesn't make a difference, well, then they're going to have to look at it. Because as far as I'm concerned, Diana Reardon for the last few years has been pushing for these injection centres and he has this agenda. I don't know what he has it for, but he has this agenda and he's been pushing this thing. And we've spoken before over it, the Portuguese model mm-hmm. and all these other things that he's coming up with. Um, he was a school teacher himself, I believe, growing up and wouldn't have a lot of knowledge or, you know, in, in the area of drugs and all these other parties that are pushing for them to be legalised. I wouldn't mind if it helped families that have been destroyed by these drugs. I wouldn't mind if it works, I'm all for it. But anything at this stage to try and do something about What's going on in this country? In every small town in this country, something has to be done. And whatever they've done up to this point is not working. And I will always fight for rehabilitation because there's not enough of it. And if I wanted to give up drugs today, there is nowhere I can go. Listen, Peter and Margaret, thank you very much indeed, both of you. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the air to talk to us today.
All right, don't forget, by the way, you can download the show as usual from Spotify or indeed our website, www.nileboylan.com or any of the usual platforms in about an hour's time. We'll have it up there. Uh, all you've got to do, as I said, is go onto those websites. Don't forget, by the way, to support us. You can if you want to. You can go onto Twitter and subscribe. There's a subscribe button up the top there. All it costs you is a fiver. We don't demand you do it. The show is free every day for you to listen to. Free every day for you to watch. And don't forget, by the way, share it with your friends. We please ask that you do share it with your friends. So take the link, send it to your friend on WhatsApp. If we put a link up with some of the clips, share it with your friends. The more people that listen, the more popular it becomes, and certainly the more production value we can give you, the more content we can give you. We'd like to give you a lot more content, but all that costs money. Uh, we have no other way of making money apart from begging you to give us a fiver every now and again. So just click that button at the top there that says subscribe, or go to our website, nileboylan.com. Until then, have a great day. You never know what we'll be talking about tomorrow at 12. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 